We, last week, we started a brand new teaching calendar year. This year, we are looking at what is the church? What is, what is the church? What is the church? And actually, this is actually a four-year cycle that we go through. We, we start with who is God? Uh, second year, what is the kingdom? Third year, which was last year, uh, what is our place in the kingdom? What does it look like for us to be in the kingdom? Uh, and then the last year is what is the church? And so uh, we're starting off the, 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 this whole year asking the question, what is the vision that God has for his church? And I hope that through this series, uh, you're just like, man, I, I, I never knew this. I never knew, you know, you'd probably figure, like, does God have a vision of the church? Of course, but what is God's vision for the church? And man, it's so clear in God's word, uh, God's vision for the church. Now, God's, God's word, the Bible isn't set up that it's like some systematic theology that we start with, you know, God's vision for the church and we move somewhere else or anything like that. It is 66 books, uh, many of them really just letters, just all compiled together. And really, most of it, most of it is, uh, is stories, built around stories of God and his people and taking care of his people and what all that looks like. And so we're, we're, we're taking a look at what is God's vision with the, for the church. And I've got my visual aid, uh, robbed my kids' geotracks uh, bin to get this, this visual aid. Last week, we took a look at the house that is on the mountain. And the house that is on the mountain, the nations stream to it. Really, the house is God's church, God's people, and the nations, whoever's not God's people, get the chance to stream up the mountain to God's house to learn about God and what he wants from life because every one of us has a God-shaped void in our hearts that his word teaches us about how to find life and how to find the life that God intended. So last week was about the house and the functions that the house uh, is, is supposed, to, supposed to live in. This week is going to be about the mountain. It's going to be about the mountain. Those of you that have been around church for a while have probably heard uh, uh, this, this passage. Probably heard it preached on and etc. It's Matthew 16. Matthew 16. Uh, we threw some uh, instructions about how to follow along in the event. If you want to go back to the event, you have to save the event in the Bible app. Uh, I put in some extra verses that don't make the cut for the sermon in there. It's kind of Bible study notes that you can come back to uh, throughout the week and study more about this, uh, about this particular topic. But you can follow along there. We're going to throw the, 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 the verses up on the screen. Uh, also, you can go analog and just open up a Bible. All right. What? They make those? They still make those. Okay. Matthew 16. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, he asked them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Peter's just like proud of himself, like, yes, right? And Jesus responded, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. Ding, 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 ding. Good job, Peter. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the forces of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. All right? The, 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 the rock, the rock, the rock is this, Jesus as Messiah. Jesus as Messiah. But what does Messiah mean, right? What does Messiah mean? 
We can, and we will, go through some facts about what it means to be, for Jesus to be the Messiah. But if it's just facts that we know, it doesn't affect our life at all. So Jesus says Messiah actually started way back in Genesis 3.15. When God created everything, and He created everything perfect, but Adam and Eve got deceived by the serpent. You know, Eve's first problem was? You know what her first problem was? Talking to a snake. Like, just don't talk to snakes, right? My heart cried, like, wow, like, woo. Woo, you just don't talk to snakes. If a snake is talking to you, you run, right? You run. And so the snake deceived them, and, and, and the curse that God put on the snake, part of the curse that God put on the snake is this. He said, there's going to come one, a seed of woman, who you are going to bite his heel, you're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to bruise your head or crush your head. That is the first prophecy or foreshadow or clue about who the Messiah was going to be, or when the Messiah showed up, that boom, there he is. And then the second major uh, prophecy, foreshadow, clue about the Messiah was actually given to King David. You know, the, the, the Goliath guy, you know, the David and Goliath. And later when he was King David, God gave him a prophet. There will be on your throne a king forever. These were the two main prophecies about the Messiah. Foreshadow, clues about the Messiah. There were over 200 that Jesus fulfilled, but these were the main two. And so when Peter said, you are the Messiah, this is what he had in his mind. This is what he had in his mind, that he was going to defeat Satan, defeat sin once and for all, and that he was going to be on God's throne forever. That's the facts. Who cares about facts? See, the Messiah is about the fact that we do not have to be slave to sin anymore. That he has set us free from sin. Messiah is about the fact that he did die and he rose again to bring us into new life. That we can have abundant life, eternal life, infinity life is really what eternal life means. Infinity life. It will never run dry. It will never go away. It is the bread of life that we, uh, we, we take in order to be satisfied by. The Messiah is about him being the mountain, the rock, the cornerstone, the foundation of which we stand, where we get our strength, the refuge, the tower in which we run. That is the Messiah. That's the Messiah. It is about new life. He is about new life. He did not die and raise again in order to make uh, 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 good people better or even bad people good. He died and rose again in order to bring dead people alive. Because all of us were dead in sin. Or all of us are dead in sin. It is through the Messiah that we can become alive because... He defeated sin, and he reigns forever on his throne. But the difference between somebody streaming up the mountain to the house to learn about all of this and being a part of the house is 
what you do with Jesus as Messiah. There's three ways to know Jesus as Messiah. And we see all three of them in this passage. First of all, to know of Jesus. To know of Jesus. So, Jesus started out, the, started out this, uh, this little, it's, it's really what Jesus did was he got them away for, for a retreat, for a little bit of rest and relaxation. They couldn't find it in his hometown. Crowds started, they were just following him everywhere. Jesus, as one of the songs that we, we, Jesus was a rock star. Crowds followed him everywhere. And so he went up way away from his, his home area to Caesarea Philippi. It was a city built on the sea as actually a, a retreat center for Caesar. And he got there and he asked the disciples, who do people say that I am? Just curious. Who do people see, say that I am? Like, ah, John the Baptist, or you know, or even 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 some of them say that's not that's not really good enough. Like he's more than that. Life. That was probably funny to them. They probably had a chuckle over that. These people, they knew of Jesus. And there's a lot of people around and made Jesus. He was a good man. He was a prophet. He had some interesting teaching. You know, know of Jesus. You saw a History Channel documentary once. You know of Jesus. And listen, 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 listen. Ever, ever demeaned anybody. That's where it starts. You have to know of Jesus first and foremost. Stay there either. He wanted you to grow in your knowledge of Him. But there's another level. The next level is knowing about Jesus. And this is where the disciples are right now. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Peter just are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. What do you mean he knew about Jesus? Well, see, we see in the very next paragraph of the story that Peter only knew about Jesus. Let's read Matthew 16, 21 through 23. From then on, after this, after this, this episode, from then on, Jesus began to point out to his disciples and be raised the third day. He's saying, look, I am going to die. He thinks of, of, of Jesus as the one to come to defeat sin and who can you die. Easy question, right? No, you don't. So Peter's like, Peter says, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus is like, you're exactly right. Took him aside and began to rebuke Jesus. It means rock or stone. Peter had some to rebuke Jesus. Rebuke the one he called God. Jesus, you can't die. You can sit in church your whole life and know about Jesus, and that's all it is. As Peter even though he just knew about Jesus, and the other disciples just knew about Jesus at this time. Not enough of you. You're the leader of this group, and that's all you know? That's it? Jesus didn't say that. Jesus didn't say that. Now, no, no, no. Jesus corrected him. Jesus turned to Peter and told Peter, get behind me, Satan. That got awkward real quick, right? <laughs> Peter with that answer. Now get behind me, Satan. This isn't really calling Peter Satan. Here's the deal. Here's what's going on, though. He's trying to do. He knows. He knows that if he can get Jesus off his game, Satan knows one day he's going to be crushed in the head. Right? 
And this dude looks like he's the one. So if I can get him to win for me. So Jesus isn't calling people to the cross. But Peter and the disciples, they knew about Jesus, but they hadn't experienced the full life that Jesus wanted to give them. See, there's another level of knowing Jesus. And that, quite simply, is just knowing Jesus. Knowing Jesus. That you recognize that He is still living and He wants to have a relationship with you. And that as one of the prophets said about the Messiah, that He will declare the day of the Lord's favor. Simply saying that how much you feel like the Lord does not have favor on you, Jesus through the cross and through the resurrection declares that God will have favor on you through Jesus. See, that you desire a relationship, a real living relationship with Jesus. As the song says, I know that He is living because I talked with Him this morning. And He talked with me this morning. And He gave me strength. And He gave me direction. And He put my life back together. And He healed me. And He showed me the light. And He's given me bread and water that quenches deep within my soul. And look, this isn't something that we come to know one time and that's it. This is something that day in, day out, week in, week out, we learn to live in a relationship with Jesus. And He continues to show Himself more and more and more to me that, 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 that it's, it, it's ceasing to be knowing about Jesus in my life, but knowing Jesus each and every day and longing for that relationship, abundant life, and longing for the eternal life, and longing for the infinity life that He promises. Look, I told somebody in this church just a couple of weeks ago, He promised abundant life. So grab God and demand it. How could I ever do that? Look, He promised it. He promised it. And we coming into relationship with Him. That streaming to learn isn't enough. Jesus, do you have your life that's solid, that is the rock that is on Jesus? Jesus, you're tired of streaming to the house. You want to be the house. It means to know Jesus as the Messiah. And look, that word church was never meant to be church. Ages when people were translating the Bible into German and later English, gathering of people, and the people translating the Bible said, oh, it's a of that day said, no, it is church. It's a German word, church. And said, it's church. Church here means group of people. Group of people who doesn't know Jesus, isn't a part of the house, can stream and loosing and gathering and all this. Heaven, and whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. See, here's what he's talking about. Here's what he's talking about. 
Don't normally care, but it works today. I just don't like stuff in my pockets when I'm, when I'm up here. Powerful. Think back to a time that it meant power. It meant maybe you were a kid and you just wanted your, I want a house key, I want a house key, I need a house key. And you're making up all these reasons why you need a house key. What is that ability? I have my house key. I have the authority to open the door. You were a, a, a little intern in a company. All right, you know, and you just wanted the key card so that you could go up and go whoop to get into the building that you worked in. And you're like, I have cool key, right? I have arrived. I'm adult. Powerful. They're tiny, but they're powerful. What does Jesus mean? It's crazy, right? People, the keys to the kingdom. it up for the people streaming up the mountain to find my house or you have to give you the, the, that ability. I want you to open the door so that I give you the ability to shut and lock. You can build a fence. You can open. But I give you the authority. Heavy. Right? Dave? Yeah, it's heavy. If you are a cross pointer, it is on our shoulders. To open and I leave. Sure, you might not be putting barricades around the house. Why? You're not actively and proactively opening the door so that people can stream into it. Those of you that are not cross pointers, checking out this God thing, checking out this church thing, look, we do this so that you can stream to the house to find God and connect with Him. That's why we do this. Last week we talked about those four functions and how we, how we talk about them here is this. Everyone's talked to. Everyone's challenged. Everyone has a place. Everyone laughs. If you want to know more about that, you go back and you listen to the podcast about the house. And as God's people, as God's church, that's on our shoulders to make that happen each and every week. But not only that, to make that happen each and every day as we go out in the community and we be the church in our homes, neighborhoods, workplaces. Are you unlocking the door of the kingdom for people? So we have a reflection time. We're actually going to have communion out. The tour for us. And the grape juice spilled for us. Those of you that are not, it's okay. If you are a believer in Jesus and that you are standing on, we invite you to participate in communion. If nobody's going to judge you, nobody's going to even notice, the lights will be down, nobody's going to notice. Guess what? I don't either. Okay? I don't know what it all means, but I'm ready. I want to be on you and trust you. Look, at that point in time, you celebrate. You celebrate. We'll pray with some people about all of this. That's fine. That's fine. We're here. And on the mountain, so celebrate with the communion. And also, let's pray. And Father, Lord, I thank you for this time. I pray, Lord, that you will locking the door where we are um, not be neutral. Let us be proactive. And unlocking the, the whole Jesus thing with, with knowing who you are. I pray, Lord, that, 
that they will open reveal yourself. Let us be your gathering of people. Amen.